0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Critical Mass. I'm the host, Jerome Carr. And today I'm going to be talking on the second segment of a multi-series program, which deals with the coronavirus at its heart and in its content. The title of this episode is Coronavirus 2020 Facts and Fallacies. In the first episode, we discussed how the, some of the social impact of the coronavirus and what has, has, uh, what has come of countries that have encountered this virus within their borders and what has happened to population and to people. And in this segment, I'm going to go deeper and speak on the facts and fallacies. And right now, there's a lot of misinformation in the media. We find that the, the reality of this disease in terms of how it affects people, how many people are affected, where it began, how it was transmitted, that reality remains unknown. Although people are on TV all day long on every single station, uh, spouting out long, uh, complicated dialogues about the coronavirus. But you hear, you hear very few facts. And I've been the last, I spent the last couple of days listening to, maybe to my, to my detriment, <laughs> listening to various media outlets, uh, trying to sift through all the conversations and, all the the bullet points for for information that is is helpful to me as an individual in my life. You know, it's one thing, and and it's one thing to to speak about you know some disaster that's taking place in another country or in another place. It's another to speak of one that's affecting yourself. And that's in that second scenario Where it affects yourself You're going You tend to be a little bit more subjective That means you take it personal And in this situation Dealing with the epidemic of the coronavirus In the year 2020 uh, I would have to say that the world Is definitely taking it personal In other words Instead of publicizing And ...publishing information about a social problem... ...a social ail- ailment... ...the media is basically creating an alarm... ...that is so powerful... ...it has destabilized the uh, our natural world order... ...the global world order... ...and you have to point out the media... ...because if you shut down the mass media you'll find that the room becomes very quiet. And then the only thing you have after that is the informal media. And of course, word of mouth. And the informal media includes blogs, podcasts, YouTube postings, Facebook, Twitter, social media, etc. All that is the informal media. And thank God that the informal media exists. Because although... There may not be as as much professionalism in the informal media You will find that you actually get better information Greater, uh, more probing questions More more valuable ideas come about From listening to people that are not on the mainstream media So some of the facts regarding this um, particular disease uh, are as follows regarding, for example, its origin. Where does it come from? Well, from my research, this, uh, the coronavirus is a pre-existing virus that has evolved at least uh, from the year 8,000. It's been on the face of the earth at least for the last 8,000 years. And it's a known virus, actually. It is part of the influenza strain of viruses. And it was actually uh, discovered specifically in its current form in the 1960s. And it's believed that the first infections... uh, of this disease the first uh, it took its first form by infecting chickens they this this disease was found let me repeat that this disease was first found in the 1960s as an infection a bronchial infection of chickens and also in that same time in two human patients taking the form of the common cold. And yes, it is related to the common cold. Now, one could point out an obvious fact. People die, thousands of people die every year from the common cold. But we're not up in arms about the common cold. We're up in arms about this particular strain, virus strain, COVID-19. But you know, in reality... We as people, we're not up in arms at all. It's the media. You have to look at what's really happening. I mean, societies are not dying from this. Millions of people are not dying from this. Only a few thousand people. There's only a few thousand known deaths. And if you speak about actual diseases that people should be worried about, I mean, we're still suffering for people are still dying from malaria and malaria is supposed to be treatable. There's a whole long list of diseases. I mean, you had SARS, Zika, MRSA, H1N1, bird flu, swine flu, mad cow disease, not to mention HIV and Ebola that have come upon come into public view and into public knowledge over the last couple of decades. At least since my lifetime. I, all these diseases I just named off became popular in my lifetime and I'm 45 years old. So that's within the last 30 to 40 years. And you didn't see national governments being destabilized. You didn't see economies falling apart as a result of the, these diseases even if you added them all together. The effects Uh, The social and political, socioeconomic and political effects of these diseases does not match what has occurred in the world since revelation of the existence of the COVID-19 virus journey. That's a fact. Another interesting thing that, that I've observed is that every media station has a different take on it. The only thing they tend to agree on is that you should wash your hands and not socialize. But other than that, each, each media group, um, CNN and Fox and BBC News and Bloomberg, they all have these, these different uh, explanations for what's going on and the origins and what we should be aware of. To the point where a person becomes so, so confused that they just tune it all out. But I'm hoping that within all that, if you've come to this podcast, I hope that you don't tune out. I hope that you tune in because it's important to know your enemy. And if the enemy is a virus, then we need to research and understand the nature of this virus. So that we can better protect ourselves. And you find. You're finding right now. However in the mainstream media. Not so much researching. But rather a preaching. As if. uh, They actually know what they're talking about. Most people. uh, that That you ask. The majority of people. That you ask have no idea where this originated and how it came about to affect um, the people that has affected in the world. And I don't want to say affects so many because actually it's a very small number of people that we know of that have that have died from this. So the reaction that you're seeing in the in throughout you know our country is disproportionate to the threat or to, excuse me, to the historical uh, impact of this disease. We could just hold it next to the common flu. The flu itself has taken more lives. In fact, millions of lives in contrast to this strain, this viral strain. And even, you know, this is kind of I want to kind of probe a little bit here you know where did it come from? How did it come about? That's where that's what the media needs to be asking you know who put this out there? Because if you ask if you look at the Chinese media they, they say that America invented it and if you look at the American media they say that the Chinese invented it but in reality it could be true on both ends this could, be, this could be one of the weaponized Viruses That has escaped And this is not unknown It's not unknown For uh, gov- World governments To be involved with uh, The development and research Of viruses With the intent of using them Against world populations This is well documented In the United States And in the USSR Maybe not so much in China, because China is a very close country, but it is well documented that uh, various world governments have created uh, dangerous viral strains, And and, and they've incubated them, they've saved them, and they have used them in experimentation on animals and even on human subjects. And so COVID-19 comes kind of after a bunch of other viruses have struck the world, a bunch of other plagues have struck the world. It comes in the wake of that. And so, you know, maybe it's the the, the kind of a buildup, a societal buildup that has created the hysteria and the panic that you see today. Because there really is No good reason For the panic That you're seeing But when Fortune 500 companies Close their doors When the airports When airplanes Stop flying When The NFL shuts down The NBA shuts down And other uh, uh, National kind of Sport uh, Programs Teams Uh well, they, they shut down and they, they stopped practicing, they stopped playing. You, you really got to question what is going on? What in the world is happening? And we're not looking for fairy tales. We're not looking to point the finger. We are just looking for facts. So, let me look here. I don't know. Some of the other let I me. Mean, I'm looking at my notes right here, and there's a lot of things I want to say regarding the outbreak of COVID-19 virus. The reason you know, my website's my podcast is called Critical Mass, and for anybody who's familiar with the term Critical Mass, Critical Mass is what occurs in, in when you have a uh, a reaction, a nuclear reaction, or some type of energy reaction that builds up, and it builds up until finally it breaks out into a a final chaotic, uh, lethal explosion. It has reached its point of critical mass, and you're seeing that in the world today. That's You're seeing this build up, and generally I'm talking about on on my podcast the build up towards warfare and the buildup of government power, depriving um, our country of our freedoms and our democracy. And to me, uh the greatest threat in the modern world to uh the American national democracy and to global freedom is the uh, the 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 uh break outbreak of lethal Viruses, where the cure is held in the hands of those who created it, i.e., the powerful and wealthy, and the 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 uh, victims are primarily those who can least protect themselves, even when times are good. This outbreak is has gone beyond. What one could even imagine has gone beyond what even movies have you know, it's almost like a, a, a sick, scary movie that just won't stop and keeps rerunning itself every single day on TV. And the world is freaked out. But part of that, that fear is based in ignorance. We are afraid of that which we do not know fear it, fear is rooted in ignorance and ignorance is rooted in a lack of knowledge and a willingness to obtain that knowledge on critical mass our goal is to find the facts, the fallacies and to put out some solutions. So if you're following this podcast, please, by all means, you know, send me, give a, give me a response, give me insight. If my facts are wrong, if one of my statements are wrong, please, by all means, you know, let me know. But I work hard to be right. And I'm making observations that can be made by anybody. And if it's not for people like myself and those millions of other podcasters who take time to sit and reach out to society, then how will we ever know? Who can question CNN and Fox News and BBC? Who can challenge them? Who has the money to stand up to this? Not even powerful and wealthy people can do that. But with with the, the, the free man's microphone namely the podcast that's the free man's microphone if you're free in America and you have a voice and you have a mind then you can reach out and hope that others are listening hope that they will respond positively and that they can take some positive motivation from this and, and if you don't take anything else from this segment please take this the coronavirus is less lethal than all those other diseases that I mentioned. The coronavirus is nine; it, Its lethality rate, 99%, 98 to 99% of the people that contract coronavirus live. Its lethal, lethality rate is less than 1%. Therefore... If you are listening to this And you find that you are being freaked out By the media Then maybe it's time to turn away And really just do some Some self You know some, uh, Do some observation Of What's going on And what do you need to do To stay on top of And to, to, to thrive To survive And to Maintain your life and your lifestyle without being a uh, subject to contracting a horrible debilitating disease, which the coronavirus of as far as diseases go it's a very mild type of of infection. The scariest part about it would be if we to say that there's no known cure that's another fact there's no known cure. But then again, there's no known cure for a lot of the viruses diseases we have. You can start with cancer so in this time, as you see you know the media building people up, be careful don't sit there listening to this misinformation all day to the point where it has you so so afraid that you won't leave your house, you won't continue to go to 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 socialize. And live the life that makes you a right and balanced type of person. You have to weigh the risks against the costs and benefits. And right now, the greatest risk that the coronavirus presents to the world is the risk that we as individuals and as groups and countries will panic and make wrong wrong decisions whose consequences can be only imagined as the worst case scenario. One con- one such consequence could actually be the outbreak of a global nuclear war. Now, I just got through saying that the you know c n n and all that there that they're creating mass hysteria, but listen to you know look what I just said that it could be a global nuclear war that's true, and if you want to know why that's a fact, tune into the following segment part three coronavirus facts and fallacies all right, so this is the third segment of Coronavirus facts, fallacies, and the future. I just want to give some um, points, some factual points. Mention some factual points about this this disease. The goal of of these pro- these uh, segments are to to educate, to inform, and to motivate to action um, any of the listeners. All my listeners, um, and including myself, um, the 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 active researching and looking into this this um, issue has been very informative, very helpful, and I've only scratched the surface. So let me just kind of you know share with you um, some facts regarding the COVID nineteen. Virus, aka the coronavirus. Um, but before I begin, I want to to mention a quote that came to my mind, um, a statement rather that came to my mind, a point, and I want to say this: When it comes to life and death struggle of people, individuals, and societies, the ones that survive are not the ones that tried. Put another way, when I would say that people that survive don't try. They do. So we must not try to overcome this, this, uh, affliction. We must overcome this affliction. And the first, the first, uh, battleground is go- not going to be in the hospitals and in the science labs, but rather in the minds, in the brains of those of us who are alive today, witnessing and subject to this affliction, this social, this, this social affliction and biological disease. Okay, so this, um, the coronavirus comes from a group of viruses uh, that are related to the flu the influenza strain, strain okay so it's, its official name is Ortho Corona Orthocorona and it evolved from a group of viruses that cause diseases in mammals, birds it's known to have originated at least 8000 years ago and the first known cases in its current form goes date as far back as the 1960s so this is not something that was that's new to scientists at least, Um, the informed and educated it's not new to them at all and in fact it kind of is a suspicious disease that I'm going to talk about in some later episodes, uh, some na- later podcasts, I'm gonna go more into the possible links between the government and COVID-19. You know, I heard on the news media that uh, one of the one of the uh, commentators made a statement. They were criticizing bloggers and podcasters and whatnot um, as put being, making false, like making false claims and creating alarmism and putting out rumors and, and untruths. But, excuse me, I had to wet my palate there. Okay. So, but rather, you know, but rather than point the finger, you know, when you point one finger, you have three fingers pointing right back at you. And the media, basically, by saying, accusing, the 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 informal media of creating panic really th- everything they said of the informal media they do themselves standing on soap boxes may- making false accusations pr- putting out false information not giving the background to where they located their information you know they the the media mainstream media right now is right at the core of this hurricane, known as the coronavirus, and the only way to to not go crazy is just to not watch the news. But we can't tune out. We can't tune out information completely. We have to still remain um, to survive in a society. You must be social, and part of being social is being observant, being aware. So that's why I'm kind of trying to just educate my listeners and myself about the COVID-19 virus. Um, some more facts about it. It's related to the rhinovirus. Have you ever heard of that one? The rhinovirus? So what is that? A, a virus that gives you a big horn on your head? <laughs> no, no. We would call that the unicorn virus. Now. But the rhinovirus is... Um, generally known as the common cold wow so in other words COVID-19 is another form of the common cold it basically it wouldn't be too far off to say that and you could take the next step and say that you probably should be more scared of the common cold since literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people die from it every year then you should be of this virus to whom we don't know how many people have actually died from it but the number isn't even in the millions it's not even in the tens of thousands yet so what's behind all the mass hysteria the gloom and doom what's behind all these people in Walmart and Costco going crazy and, and with lines around the building what's up with that it's called fear, panic, gloom, and doom, and the and the same ones who are telling you to stay home, you know, telling you the blue collar worker, telling you the 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 uh, single mom, telling you the person on fixed income, or with a part time job, you disabled person with a part time job, telling you go home, stay home. Now they make millions of dollars. Uh, uh, you know, they make millions of dollars a day sitting up there talking on on CNN and Fox and all that. So that's easy for them to tell the common man, don't go to work. It's easy for them to take their kids out of school. You know. It's easy for them to to you know, they have the money to send their kid to a private school. Or they have the money to pay a tutor to come to their home and, and continue tutoring their child. They have the money to to go to another place, you know, uh, where the this epidemic is not present and still live. They have enough money to lock themselves in their house and isolate themselves for months and months and months. But normal people are one paycheck away from the poor house. Normal people have about three days, if that, of food in their house. If that, and don't, and and many people don't have the resources for more. What about them? What are you going to tell the homeless people? What should the homeless people, where should they stay? What are you going to tell about people that, like, for example, um, the issue with children being told to stay home and now not having access to school breakfast, school lunch, and uh, um, healthy meals. How are we gonna fix this? That, and that could be the, the least of their problems. That could be the least of their problems. School plays a huge part in the life of, of us as a nation. And to simply, uh, on a whim, within just a few weeks, few days even, you know, start shuttering schools and closing down uh, organizations that support the poor and, the, and, the, and, and, and closing down businesses that middle-class people make their wages from to pay the rents, you know, the, the government's about to bail out big business again, but are they gonna bail out? Can, can I stop paying my rent? Are they gonna come bail me out and pay my rent for me? Can I stop paying my electric bill? Can I stop paying my water bill? Can you? I mean, I mean, how far does this go? Because according to the media, not the government, according to the media, all the things that we should be doing to an undesired effect. For example, if the single mother who works, she takes her child to daycare and comes home, you know, manages her to her household, is all of a sudden told, hey, you know what, don't come to work. Work from home. And then don't bring your kid, don't send your kid to school. Have the kids stay home. Okay, first question is how long is that going to last? Where does that end at? Like. Stay on for a week, stay on for a few days. Even if the government steps forward today, we're going to give you more unemployment wages and we're going to give you food stamps. No, 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 no. You have to qualify for all that. It'll take you a whole month to get some food stamps if you don't already have it. And if you have a job, they're not going to give you food stamps anyways, (laughs) with or without the COVID-19 virus. So those are all... So any of that talk about helping people Especially at the lowest levels, that's all fictitious. Meaning it hasn't happened yet. That's not real. They may do something, maybe, but the, the only real kind of substantial reaction uh, or me, action of the government is to bail out big business. That's like one thing that for sure they're going to do. Um, when Donald Trump. On March the 2nd, I believe, oh, excuse me, on March the, today's March the 14th, 2020, so on March the 13th, Donald Trump got on TV and made a declaration that that he uh, is declaring a state of national disaster, national disaster. And by making this declaration, it allows him to do two things, uh, several things, but two, the most important. One, it gives him access to money, through which he can manage the disaster. And it gives him freedom to utilize the military forces within our national borders against Americans. And most Americans can't see how that will happen or how that could have an adverse opposite effect, an undesired result. And if you're one of those people, you definitely need to keep listening. Uh, a little more information about this, this rhinovirus. Um, it is true that there are no known vaccines and there are, are no known antiviral drugs with which to treat people who come down with this disease. But that's not the scariest part. The scariest part is how countries are reacting to the existence and the the, the, um, the spread of this particular strain of influenza. What if tomorrow another disease pops up, even more lethal? What are we going to do then? Because according to my list, we're, we're on target for another one to pop up. Uh, maybe within, you know, maybe maybe within weeks, maybe within months. But in the last uh, couple of years in the last five years we've had like three or four different disease, viral diseases and infections become public problems. But they didn't destabilize the government. They didn't cause the economic collapse. They didn't cause people to stay home, not go to work. Not one of them. Not AIDS, not even Ebola. And Ebola, probably of all disease you could ever catch, is the scariest disease to ever catch. There's only six known cases of Ebola in the United States. Although it's an epidemic in Africa, was and is. So there's no comparison and I was saying a little bit earlier, I cut myself off, that the the mainstream media is pointing to the internet-based media and making accusations that podcasters are putting out false information when the the opposite is true. When they're on TV all day long uh, speaking without proper knowledge speaking on things that most of them couldn't even pronounce (laughs) ortho-coronaviriniae. They couldn't pronounce ortho-coronaviriniae, let alone spell it. Didn't even know what COVID-19 was until maybe a week or two ago. None of them are immunologists. None of them are virologists. Uh, Not a few of them are even doctors. So, Open your mind, not just your ears. Pay attention, not just your taxes. And be real with yourself as an individual. Don't be led like a sheep to slaughter. And right now, society is being led by the Pied Piper. And that Pied Piper are, uh, consists of mainstream media, national governments, and special interests, big business. Special interests and big business. This is the push. You know, one, uh, someone might speculate and say, hey, you know, why would you blame. Well, let me clarify I'm not blaming them. But the panic and the gloom and doom is because of who I just named. The government, big business, special interest groups and the media have created this panic around this issue. And as Americans, as individuals, if we don't get a hold of ourselves, stop rushing to the stores, And and rioting Stop fighting over toilet. Stocking up on toilet paper As if you can eat that If there truly is A mass shutdown What are you going to eat? The toilet paper? (laughs) A lack of toilet paper Would be one of your least issues And just to let people know Soap and water Came before toilet paper Alright Some other issues about this Um this disease that seems to have somehow uh, dis, uh, descended from the common cold is, and I think this is a very important point, the COVID-19 virus is not an airborne virus. And let me repeat, the COVID-19 virus is not an airborne virus, meaning it's not carried in the wind and in the air. As far as my research shows, it's only carried in the fluids, uh, particularly the nasal fluids. The, we call respiratory fluids. Teen virus is carried and transmitted through respiratory fluids. And this is one of the reasons why wearing a mask is not gonna save your butt. Wearing a mask might help you if someone sneezes in directly in your face, they would have to be contaminated and sneeze in your face, blow snot in your face, or if you touch something like where they put their hand down because they were rubbing their nose and you pick it up like that. But walking down the street, the people are ridiculous. Walking around with all these masks on, but if it makes them feel better and it keeps them from going crazy, hey, I'm, I'm all for you, you know? Just to be on the safe side, but then again, just to be on the safe side, can also be an overkill and an overreaction and unsafe in some instances. A lot of people don't know that the COVID virus is so small, it will pass right through that mask in a single breath. A lot of people don't know that if you handle that mask after you use it the one time, you could actually pick up more infections from different viruses that the mask has, has, that got caught in the mask, the way bugs get caught on the windshield. And by touching it or laying it down in your house or having in your pocket or, you know, um, not disposing of it properly, you're transmitting, you're creating a potential germ factory and transmitting those germs, bacteria, that are m- more likely, more dangerous. This particular uh, disease does not merit the attention and problems that have accompanied it. So we have to look deeper and find out what is the real issue? Where is the hysteria coming from? Why are big businesses shuttering their doors? Is this the end of America as we know it? When we come out on the other side of this disaster, one thing is for sure, America will be a very different country. Okay, this is Critical Mass, and today we're discussing the coronavirus. The, the title of this segment is Coronavirus Twenty Twenty: Facts, Fallacies, and the Future, Part Four. So, this is the fourth segment in a series of um, segments that I'm going that I'm doing on this particular uh, subject. And Critical Mass in on the the website, the the our our blog, Critical Mass, and and in the blog, the podcast. We deal with issues that are vital, uh, dangerous, and and which pose threats to society that are building up towards a huge breakdown. You know, nobody up to yesterday when the president declared a national disaster because of the coronavirus. Nobody would have believed this. Everybody would have said, Oh, that's, if you, you brought up that, you know, hey, you know, a virus could just come and destabilize the entire world and cause all kinds of mass panic. And people would say, That's, you're, you're being, uh, you're, you're, you're being, what's that, uh, what do they call them? People who, uh, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, you have a, you're being conspiratorial that 's a conspiracy theory you know and so once they label something a conspiracy theory ie it's invalid no that's a, a conspiracy fact it's conspiracy fact what's happening today and anyone who's lived for the last thirty to four years is very much aware aware of how governments have been manipulating viruses and how some of these viruses have even escaped into the public. And you know, it's it's kind of funny that that people, you expect it from mainstream media. You expect it from the government. But you don't expect it from your fellow man that they remain so ignorant. And if you suggest that if you if you make a suggestion that falls outside the commonly accepted, you know, theory, then you're a conspiracy theorist. And we all we everybody knows that by putting the word theory on it, it means that what you're saying is not based in, in fact when the opposite is true. So critical mass sometimes de- deals with conspiracy theory and shows how it's often conspiracy fact. Okay. So what's the conspiracy fact today? And I'm going to, in a couple more, more, uh, further down the line, I'm going to deal with the origins of this and its relationship to um, national governments. But there's a lot of information that's being kept from the public eye that still remains to be seen, that still remains to be known. The topic, you know, the point of this segment is really to bring a little bit of information to the table. Okay, so each of these segments, I've tried to provide more information while at the same time, you know, refining my narrative, refining my narrative, making my points clear, valid. And acceptable. For example, when I point out how the overall reaction to our of our government to the crisis is um, is a is in excess of what the, the 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 actual demand is. For example, people talking about. Uh, 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 newscasters talking about how the government's going to call out the National Guard. That's an exaggeration. Now, that's true that the government is going to call out the National Guard. But it's for an exaggerated situation. Not because people are dying from this. In the thousands, in the hundreds. You know, gun violence claims thousands, the tens of thousands of lives every year but nobody wants to get rid of guns. Smoking, the same. And we can go down the list. There's all kinds of, you know, lethal, problematic plagues that society has. So why are we allowing ourselves to be manipulated through a, a, a non-plague, being manipulated by something that create, that is a problem but not a plague. Ebola was a plague. Smallpox is a plague. Malaria is a plague. HIV is a plague. And that all those today together make this little COVID nineteen virus look friendly. It no, I. It's never been said. You know, a person can catch HIV and just get over it, and they'll be cured. And. But it has been said about the COVID virus that the average person that ever catches it won't know they have it and they'll probably just get well. In fact, 98 to 99% of the people who catch it recover without a problem with no long lasting uh, injury whatsoever. And usually it's within two weeks. So with those facts in mind, it really got to wonder What the heck is going on here? And one of the uh, most obvious um, points that arises is that this virus was put into society and whoever put it into society has now fanned the flames to create this this mass panic. Now that's my supposition. And that is a theory. Supported by a great deal of fact. Um a little bit more information about this this virus, you know, it primarily affects the the respiratory system. It it um has the same manifests itself. Pretty much in the same way that the flu manifests itself. So, if you see a person, you know, with obvious flu symptoms, that could be definitely a red flag. You know, but going around wearing masks and spacesuits and things like that is not going to save you. That won't save you. The government's plan to to identify and isolate people who have the disease may be helpful. But if it expands to such an extent that it takes away the freedoms and the lifestyle of American people, then we really need to begin to question our priorities here. We need, really need to be questioning the line of reasoning. We need to be looking at the logic here. You know, what's going on? how is it that all of a sudden a little bug that's not even known to be lethal but can be and when I say bug I mean virus is bringing down world governments but it's empowering others while empowering others this is the greatest thing that has happened to to, uh, the American public or the worst, excuse me, this is the worst disaster that has come upon the American public since 9-11 which has and will empower the government to take away the rights of the American people that includes things like shutting down borders locking people in or out of the country um, creating mass, uh uh, uh uh, centers where people will be isolated potential carriers will be isolated the the uh taking away our right to socialize to go to social events and as i said you know our lifestyle our way of life restricting our freedoms Restricting our rights. This is, this is epidemic is the only condition and situation under which the Constitution of the United States can actually legally be suspended. So by declaring a national epidemic, and people who study uh, things like the New World Order and you know preppers, those people will know what I'm talking about. Okay. This is that situation where preppers are prepared, we're preparing for are and were. But if you live within the continental United States, then you should know that there's no place for you to go. Everywhere you go, another person is going to be there. And less people will die from this than will die from the reaction of governments towards their public over this. We're finding the destabilization of national governments in different regions. And you'll see, and even in our own country, you'll see that the Americans are reaching the limits of their patience. And it just got started. Americans are thinking, okay, well, I'll stay home today. And then the next day comes, I'll stay home today, and the next day comes. I'll stay home today. But after that third, fourth, fifth, six, seventh, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 15, 16, 18, Okay, you get it. Day. After those days, not only are they going to be not, uh, unable to stay home, but they will be unwilling to stay home. And in urban centers, where where people there's masses of homeless people that don't even have a home. What are you gonna do about that? How how's how is, what how is the spread of the virus going to be be uh treated amongst the homeless people? And, you know, supposedly our, our governors and our leaders are coming up with with um, solutions that may answer that question. There may actually be some irrational solutions to that question. But if you listen to the Fox News commentators, particularly Fox, and I have to pick on Fox for this one, you know, Fox and CNN, you're guaranteed to get one thing from both of them. A very uh, subjective and biased reporting. A very biased reporting. You're not going to get objective information from Fox News, the Fox News media, or CNN. You know, on one hand, CNN is, can't can't stop you know attacking the president, and on the other hand, Fox won't stop endorsing and hailing the president. So these our our news media has uh, is kind of impotent and ineffective in bringing about you know. Good solutions. All right, so let me continue. Um, it's interesting that this, this disease first came into public view in the 1960s. That's very interesting. Uh, if you know anything about the 60s in the United States, you do know that actually it's one of the times where the CIA actually was probably the most powerful. And one of the things, one of the fun tasks of the CIA was to create all these. Um, strange and untreatable viruses that they made for military use, and in our more recent history while while the government our government did away with those programs overtly uh, covertly, they just they just made them public uh, incorporated companies. So uh, a project that was undercover in the 1950s and the 1960s where it is, has been proven, it's a proven fact that the government experimented on its own people, starting with black people, homeless people, poor people, in hospitals that were in hospitals or that were in institutions or prisons by infecting them with diseases as common as syphilis, just to see what the end results would be, if a person was, treated, was infected and not treated. Okay, so that operation wasn't, wasn't ended. It just was moved into the future and recreated under another name, another form. And in our day and age, uh, those, those government-funded corporations, biological research and biohazard businesses, corporations, became huge businesses and it's not a theory that they were uh, funded by the CIA that a lot of the research was funded by the CIA it's a fact it's a fact of history we're not making that up that governments create genetic genetically modified viruses is not a theor- theory it is a fact that they infect Other other uh, um, groups of people, other nations with those diseases, is subject to debate because solid proof is often lacking in that area. Okay, but you really got to wonder. You know, just common sense will tell you if if a disease pops up that you've never ever heard of, like in the last four or five years. It, it it didn't just come about. That's a mo- genetically modified virus. And with the recent uh, growth of these type of diseases, you've seen a corresponding growth in uh, governments vaccinating us. We have no idea what they're vaccinating us with. In America, they're almost... Required. If you go to a hospital, one of the first thing they ask you: Are you vaccinated? Okay. So, well, you know, how do they get the cure? Well, you must know a lot about the disease. And these are diseases that didn't that aren't known to to our past societies. These are diseases that are only known to modern societies. And that tells you that these diseases had to come from somewhere. And it's very easy for these types of uh, diseases to to, uh, enter into the public. It can be done many, many ways, let alone they just simply are so tiny. You know, um, these cells, these viruses, they're so small and tiny, they're microscopic. They're super small that if you create it, especially if there's substantial experimentation with it, there's a huge probability that at some point it will enter into society. So there's a lot of homework we gotta do on trying finding the true origins of this disease. But when we do find it, there may be blood on the hands of a lot of people. Uh, of of a lot of governments. Um, There may be some specific actual governments that are responsible for what's going on right now. And you can look at this as a power graph. And it's kind of interesting that, you know, this comes about right at the point where we're having national elections, presidential elections, in fact. This is like what George Bush needed to get reelected. This is what uh, what uh, Donald Trump needed. This is the disaster that he needed to get reelected with. And it's landed in his lap either. I'm sure it's not by choice. He's so, he's so inept, he really just doesn't seem like um, that his thought process would be to uh, put a potential virus into society. But that doesn't mean that they won't try to poison another society with it, either through experimentation or inadvertent uh, release, escape of animals or escape of samples, um, especially in um, um, companies that, ex- that are non-governmental and experiment with these biohazards You know, how are they disposing of this waste? How are they uh, ensuring that people won't take samples and sell them or release them into the public? And this could have happened just as well in China. It could be the fault of the Chinese government that they accidentally released it, or either by intention, by plan, or inadvertently. But... Looking at this, and comparing it to the past, analyzing it, one really, it just creates nothing but more questions. And all the roads lead back to national governments.